Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Atkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are doing a horror movie roundup. (laughs) Yes, I'm calling it Christian's horror movie roundup because he has watched several over the past few weeks. And I have had family in town and have had no time to do it. (laughs) Yes, I took advantage of some free time and... You know, long story short, Josh is not a fan of horror movies, so I rarely, if ever, get to watch them. So I had some free time, and I crammed in four over the last, I guess, I would say like five days. (laughs) Well, and I like horror movies, but I watch them less and less the older I get, and (laughs) I don't really like to feel scared Mm. by myself. And I, we've already discussed this on the podcast. Plus, I get a little uh, with like really Four. violent stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I figured we could, you know, let Christian do a lot of the talking today and <laughs> tell us about the movies he's seen. And, you know, there's so many podcasts now that have this format of one person watches a horror movie and tells them about them to the other person. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fun to me. Yeah. I, I, uh, speaking on that like getting older and like the violence and gore of it all. I feel like as I'm getting older, like those are the parts where it's like a little too graphic where they're like zooming in on what's happening just so that we can like get the full experience of the grossness. (laughs) It's I find myself a lot of times holding my hand up and being like, I need to watch it through my fingers. No, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm watching it, but I'm not like fully giving myself over to it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like last October, we both watched some horror movies, and I really yeah. enjoyed the ones that I watched, but they were more like suspense, mm-hmm. weird, you know, more of the David Lynch variety of horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> they're a little bit more like psychological rather than yeah. like just like flat out horror movies. Well, let's start by, I don't know whether we'll be spoiling them. Maybe if we do end Probably. up spoiling them, I'll just put <laughs> timestamps for which each one is in mm-hmm. the description. So, you know, if you just, if you, if you're like, I want to watch this movie, and I don't want to get spoiled, then you mm-hmm. can skip to the next timestamp. Or, yes. you know, if you're like me and don't care about spoilers, <laughs> then <laughs> then you listen to it all. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to go in the order that I watch them. And then I'll kind of do like a little like mini sewed on each one. I'll do like a quick little like, oh, this is who's in it. This is like some of like little minor stats and then kind of go through the plot a little bit and some of the Perfect. scary parts and grossness <laughs> and all the fun stuff. So the first out of the bunch that I watched was Evil Dead Rise, which is the newest out of the bunch. So this is probably the ones that people may have not watched yet just because it is so new. Uh-huh. The rest of them are one and one year and even older than that. Okay, well, let's just yes. list them first so that everyone can know what we're going to get into. <laughs> yes, good idea. So first one will be Evil Dead Rise. Okay. The second one will be Megan. Okay. <laughs> the third one will be Smile. And okay. then the fourth one will be The Meg. <gasps> oh, I want to watch that. Oh, I, I think you would it. like it. It's, <laughs> it's like so like... I actually read the book that I think Ooh. it's based on. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like the book would make me pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I love a summer monster book like especially oh, shark yeah. related <laughs> oh of course yeah i'm excited to i meant talk to about watch it one. i just never got around to it so that yeah i'm excited to hear about that one yeah it's a it was a fun one definitely a fun one All right, so I'll start with Evil Dead Rise. Um, it came out this year, so it's definitely the newest out of the bunch, like I said. Um, it came out April 21st, so if you don't want it spoiled, definitely when I get to the plot area, my I'll put in the notes. But <laughs> for cast list, we had Mirabai Pease as Teresa, Richard Crouchley as Caleb, Anna Marie Thomas as Jessica, Lily Sullivan as Beth, Noah Paul as Bruce. Lily Sullivan. She's, I think, been in a Jane Austen something. Wasn't she in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies or? She sounded so familiar and I was looking at it 
at her she IMDb. She was in Downton Abbey, right? I let me let me check. I know she was at Maybe I'm thinking the. She was in the remake of Picnic at Hanging Rock. Um, uh-huh. So if you watch that, I don't see it on her IMDb. But she's got a look to her. Uh, she's Australian, so I would consider that like British adjacent. <laughs> so she looks like she has been in some sort of Pride and Prejudice or something of the sort. <laughs> okay. And then we had Alyssa Sutherland. Oh, I, that's not who I was thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, which, if you're a person who watches Vikings, you'll recognize her. That TV show. She's in it. Uh huh. Um, she's also she's been she's in quite. She's got an interesting like IMDb kind of past. Like she's got some horror, but then she's got some like really good stuff. She was in The Devil Wears Prada, so she's got some good credits. And then we have Gabrielle Eccles as Bridget, Morgan Davies as Danny, and Nell Fisher as Cassie. And that's kind of like our main cast. Okay. Uh, directed by and uh, directed and written by Lee Cronin, and a little fun fact: apparently, this is considered every single Evil Dead movie is considered canon. They're all related, and <laughs> in this one, it is revealed that there are three total books. Is it the Necronomicon? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. There are three books of the Necronomicon, and this is the this finishes the trilogy of the books. So is it written by Sam Raimi? No. So it's, I guess, I don't know if he consulted on it or something, but the first, The Evil Dead, which is the first one, is the first book. That's the one they encounter. Uh The 2013 remake just titled Evil Dead is when they find the second book. And then this is the third book. And now was the 2000, the other Evil Dead remake, was that a Sam Raimi or is that? That one, I don't know. Uh, That is my favorite out of all the Evil Dead movies. (laughs) Although, caveat, I have not watched this uh, Evil Dead 2. Is that Army of Darkness? Well, there was Evil Dead, and then there was Evil Dead again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it has a different name. The second version, which is the same movie, but just like, you know, Mm -hmm. enhanced or whatever. And then there's Army of Darkness. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched Army of Darkness. And then I think there is... I want to say it's just Evil Dead 2, where it's, like, more funny than scary. I haven't watched that one just yet. Oh, okay, okay. But I feel like now I have to. But I think, (laughs) I want to say they're all, like, credited, like, based on the Evil Dead, the original, by Sam Uh Raimi. So I think, I don't know if he consulted on it, or maybe they proposed the story to him, and he was like, sounds good, like, was fine by me or something, but... Well, his brother was in Twin Peaks, so we right. Call it <laughs> this is our Twin Peaks tie-in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have seen the original Evil Dead and the second Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and I think I've seen Army of Darkness, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, oh, what's his name? Who's and the... I've seen the musical. <laughs> oh yeah, I have seen the musical as well. The musical is great. It's very stupid, very funny. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, that's what his name. I am a big yes. fan of Bruce Campbell. I love Bruce Campbell. So <laughs> Is I, he in it? He is he technically is, his voice is. Oh, okay. But he's not physically like his himself in it, but he is in Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. So I feel like I have to watch those because I love Bruce Campbell. Yeah, so. you definitely do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like so essential to like the whole Evil Dead experience. Totally. Between the two of us, we've seen them all. <laughs> exactly. Except for maybe Army of Darkness. We're <laughs> not sure either of us if we've seen it. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll do a commentary one day or maybe just a whole episode on it. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So just a quick little premise on the story. So it starts out with very much classic Evil Dead. We're at, in a cabin on the lake, you know, in the woods, <laughs> kind of secluded uh-huh. from society. These, like, I would say, like, definitely young adults, like, early 20s. One girl's, like, you know, she's got her headphones on, but she's also reading a book. I don't have those kind of skills anymore to do all of those things at once. I need to do one <laughs> thing. Uh- Unless it's, like, <laughs> some peaceful classical music or something <laughs> right listening to right but we kind of start off with this like pov very much akin to the original movie of where it's like oh something's moving through the forest really fast it's moving over the water <laughs> and it sees her and it starts to go after her but it's a red herring it's actually just a <laughs> drone because we're in the 21st century uh, yep and she's actually this is where we find out she's on vacation with 
her best friend and her new boy and her best friend's new boyfriend who is piloting the drone. He is like classic, like jockey, dumb idiot. And she hates him and does no problem <laughs> saying that to his face. So <laughs> there's like some talk about her being sick at the cabin, her friend. So she goes to check on her friend. He said that he gave her like medication. So she's kind of knocked out. So she's like, whatever, I'm just going to read my book with my friend in the room. So she's reading Wuthering Heights and like we see her like following the page and then she starts hearing like voices and it's her friend sitting up now crazy. <laughs> and then her friend starts reading the book from the other side of the room, which is very similar to like the original movie. There's like a whole gag of that happening. Uh huh. And this is where as the viewer, you're like, okay, something's definitely going on. Something crazy. <laughs> the spirits are back. Like run away. But she's a horror movie damsel. She can't run away. She has to investigate. <laughs> So she goes to her friend, and this is, like, her friend is being gross. She's got, like, a gross face now. She's, like, vomiting gross colors everywhere. Yuck. And then instead of running away at this point, she still doesn't run away. She's, like, going to check on her friend. And this is our first, like, gory, nasty grossness. She grabs her pigtail and (laughs) scalps her. Oh, my goodness. It's so graphic and nasty <laughs> i immediately because i didn't was not expecting us to immediately get gore i right. screamed as loud as i could it was so disgusting i feel like evil dead is pretty gory but it's like mm-hmm. almost kind of fake gory at least the original oh ones. yeah it's very much like so over the top gory like in a way where it's like okay this doesn't necessarily follow the law of physics which is why <laughs> it's not like the most does, disgusting does the gore look realistic in this movie i would say yes okay yeah ever since the 2013 um remake it's they've definitely like they are using top of the line grossness Uh, so not camp it's not camp yeah this one's definitely more relying on the scariness than the campiness and so that happens and we see her like crawling to the lake with no scalp on it's very disgusting and (laughs) the guy is like oh that's gross and then you see the possessed girl, she's out there and she pushes the him into the lake. She makes the drone hit him. He's like pretty much dead. And then you see her like floating over the lake and it's very scary. And you can see like she's possessed clearly. And then like cuts to the title card of Evil Dead. Very classic. <laughs> oh, it was like the grossest opening ever. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So that, like after that, like it's like okay, this was like a weird little like peek into this story. We go to some completely other group of people. This is where like oh, okay. the characters, the main characters, come in. One is like a punk rocker. She comes home basically. It's like a single mom of three is her sister, and she's coming home. They like go to get pizza, and then they're in the parking garage, and an earthquake happens, splits open the floor. <laughs> they find this like secret, like. It almost looks like an old bank vault. So maybe like safety deposit yeah. boxes and storage kind of deal. And uh-huh. one of them stupidly goes in and then he's like, ooh, what is this? And it's the immediately you're like, okay, it's one of the copies of the Necronomicon. And it's like the <laughs> scariest copy because not only is it made of like human skin, but it's like instead of like a clasp holding it together, it has like gnarly teeth holding it together. Ew. It's very gross. <laughs> And then he finds two records also, like (laughs) records that go in a record player. So it's like, oh, interesting. Two vinyls, I guess I should say. So long story short, he plays the vinyls. This is where we hear Bruce Campbell's voice. There is a priest reading, like, I don't know know from, it doesn't say necessarily from when, but he found the Necronomicon. He's brought it. People are upset. Bruce Campbell is screaming like, you know, like, it's the work of the devil. Like, don't do it. Don't read it. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) Uh-huh. And if it's canon, like they said it was, then that means it's probably his character from the first three movies. Okay, okay. So, of course. of course, doesn't listen, reads it, cuts his finger while opening the book on those gross teeth, so the blood is attached <laughs> to the book. It's had its okay. blood sacrifice. That's dangerous. <laughs> yes, book is all full of gross pictures. This is when the spirits appear. We have the POV of the spirit, possesses the mom. And then this is where it starts to get a little crazy. Uh, people was are start- the mom there when the ground opened? Y- yeah, she was in the apartment. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, the kids were in the garage where it split open and they found oh, the, okay. all the stuff. And so basically, mom is possessed. This is where it starts getting kind of crazy. 
they tell something's they can tell something's wrong with her and then she starts attacking them and the kids and then she they lock her out and the neighbors are out in the hall which was a bad idea and she obviously kills all of them and it's very disgusting there's one death that is paying uh, homage to the original movie where she like goes and like bites off one of the guy's eyeballs. It's very disgusting. <laughs> and then like spits it out. And then it like you see you follow it through the air and it lands in one of the other neighbor's mouths and he starts choking and it's like stuck in there. <laughs> it's very disgusting. But apparently that happened. Something similar happened in the original movie. Okay. And so, you know, they're all dead in the hallway eventually. Like even like a shotgun can't kill her because she's a demon now. <laughs> And so they're like, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? They barricade the door so she can't get in. She's trying to like manipulate the little girl to like the youngest girl who's like probably like 10 maybe trying to get in, which like I felt so conflicted about like young children like this in horror movies because (laughs) it's so disgusting and disturbing. (laughs) But um, basically she gets her way back in. She harms the oldest daughter then that daughter because she got harmed by the mom becomes possessed too and so they have to like try and like kill her and then the son who is responsible for getting them all possessed and which is like you know there's this whole scene where he's like oh my god it's my fault it's my fault and they're like no it's not your fault whatever and it's like it kind of is his fault because they told him (laughs) not to read the book and he did anyways so then he ends up getting possessed too because he gets attacked saving the youngest sister and the aunt and the sister or the youngest sister basically fend them off with like fire and weapons and then they get out (laughs) but then they have to get back in because she needs to listen to the vinyl to see if there's a way to stop it and basically, the priest in the vinyl is like, well, uh, I read the book and all the priests got possessed and I can't kill them. I even <laughs> tried burning them and dismembering them and that didn't work. Uh, so <laughs> he's, like, he's like, there's no way to do it. You just have to run forever. And so she's like, all right, great, whatever. At least, you know, they know to get out of there. And so they are trying to get down to the a parking garage to get the car. And then they get down to the parking garage and you can see that there is there's like this focus on this uh tree trimming service and it has like one of those chippers and you're like i'm gonna remember Uh that chipper for later for later grossness (laughs) and so basically they get to the car they try to get out of there but the gate won't open in time so they have to sneak out of the car away from the monster because now it's like it's not been revealed yet but there is some like it's a different form of everyone altogether. They've have fused together to be this giant ball of disgusting flesh, arms and heads and grossness. And they're okay. sneaking away and they try and like lure it to the wood chipper. And <laughs> so they do, but then it tricks them and it turns on the wood chipper and tries to put the ant through it. But the little girl who was hiding comes out, turns off the wood chipper. And so she gets away and then they find the shotgun, they shoot it, and so it flies back into the wood chipper and it gets, they turn it back on, it starts getting all chipped up and it's very <laughs> disgusting. There's so much blood in this movie. And so then all that's left is the original, which was the mom. And so the wood chipper, I guess, like burns out, like it's done. And so you're like, uh-huh. oh my God, like what are they going to do? There's still one left. And so, of course, it's a tree trimming service. There's a chainsaw. Chainsaw hands. (laughs) Every movie. So she gets a chainsaw, and there's like dialogue. I have it. A fear of chainsaws, particularly, and saws. I just, Mm -hmm. I know how to use them, but I don't ever want to. I just, they they freak me out. (laughs) Yeah, like chainsaws, buzz saws, all that stuff. I'm like, I know they have like guards now, and they have like safeties. I don't want to touch one. I don't want to look at one. (laughs) They're so scary to me. But, you know, they have like the back and forth of the monster being gross and the ant being like, fuck you, you're a monster. And (laughs) she chainsaws her in the face and then the chipper turns back on and she gets all grossly chipped up and then it's saved. They're done. The monster has been destroyed and they can resume their normal life as normal as it is. Sounds very interesting because i just had my sister and all her kids so i'm just like (laughs) her as the demon and her her youngest daughter and me trying to save the day (laughs) i will say like 
The youngest daughter was definitely, I would say, an alley-adjacent character. Okay, good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was very disgusting, very gory. The ending of these movies is always so, like, interesting because there's not, like, a we-did-it attitude. It's like, okay, everyone died but us two. So... But then, yeah, but then (laughs) this is when we get a little bit of a, like, a little, like, oh, this is why the beginning was important. So you see that there's this woman who was, like, on the phone. She's leaving her apartment, and I think she's the floor below them. So she wasn't privy to all the noise and the violence and whatever. So she goes down to the parking lot, the parking garage. Gets in her car. She's talking on the phone. She's like, all right, I'll see you guys there soon, whatever. And so then as she gets off the phone, she tries to get in her car and she sees all the blood and guts everywhere. And she's like, what is going on? And so she's like investigating, investigating. And then this is where you find out this is the girl who was in the beginning. Uh, and so she the lives now. The scalped? No, the one who did the scalping. Oh, the possessed one. Yes. So this is where you find out, oh, this is how she got possessed. And this is why the beginning ties in. Uh, she lived in the same apartment building and gets possessed because she was snooping when she should have just gotten her car and left. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, this is how it ties in. Cool. The cycle could never be broken. And did they leave you with a scene of, it's not over? Or I guess she, because we saw, okay, yeah, we saw that. That was the So it's like, the they almost began with a scene yeah. of saying, it's not over. It's never going to end. <laughs> it was very scary. But so I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm going to put that on my list. Just because <laughs> it's very I've gory. seen the original <laughs> and I feel like, okay. <laughs> I, I would say... Especially because you're not super into, like, the violence and the gore. Not that really I am either, but it's (laughs) especially disgusting. I did read that they used about almost 1,800 gallons of fake blood for this movie. (laughs) So that gives you an idea of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very disgusting. Was that your favorite of the ones you watched? It wasn't. Okay. But I will say, if I had to, like, put them on, like, a list of one through four, I would say that was number three. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. It seems like actually like such a simple plot too, because when you're oh, describing yeah. it, it was just like it's, we you know, fought the monster and we went. <laughs> oh yeah, there just has to be so much you know disgustingness in between. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay, so next movie uh, was Smile. Oh, okay. Yes, it's right? definitely seen that Oh, no, it no, was Megan. Megan, excuse me. I'm getting all my movies mixed up. <laughs> Which the little, my niece, who we were just discussing, would would mm-hmm. survive that last horror movie. She <laughs> yes. actually watched Megan because she just begged, I guess, and got somebody <laughs> to agree to let her watch it, and she didn't find it scary in the least. So no. I'm interested to see what it's actually about. <laughs> didn't she, she say something? She thought it was cute. I was saying, she thought Megan was so cute. <laughs> yeah, she thought she was cute. <laughs> All right, so for Megan, it was released January 6th of this year, which was shocking. I thought that it was older than that, but whatever. <laughs> it's directed by Gerard Johnstone, and it was written the screenplay was written by akila cooper and the story was by james wan who's kind of like a really famous horror director james wan did i think he's no. done the saw he movies didn't do sensibility. no oh the, the saw movies he did like the saws i think he was a producer on insidious he also wrote the story for the aquaman movie he's done like oh, a, okay. he's like a done a lot of movies especially horror movies. gotcha um but quick cast there was allison williams was in it uh violet mcgraw as katie uh ronnie chang ang lee is who i was thinking of yes yes <laughs> uh, ronnie chang is david amy donald was the physical person for megan for all okay. like the kind of the scenes and the voice was jenna davis of megan and then brian jordan alvarez was cole and jen van epps was tess that's kind of our main cast okay and so story goes uh the little girl Katie is in the car with her parents. They're going to like a ski weekend, ski lodge, camping, cabin trip, whatever. It's snowy outside. It's very blizzardy, scary. Her parents are like arguing in the front seat. 
she has this like toy that is very much like a toy that I would have liked to have had when I was a kid where it's like, <laughs> oh, you can feed it. And it like has these little pellets that comes out and it's very disgusting because it poops and it's silly. And it's <laughs> like, oh, I it's like a Furby almost. Okay. And so you find out Allison Williams, who's the aunt of the little girl, gave it to her. And the parents, the mom is kind of like, who's the sister, is like, she works for that company. Like, she probably didn't even pay any money for it. And she's very much like the anti-phone parent, anti-electronics parent, which is a little bit annoying. Uh-huh. So then you find out, oh, they get into a car crash. Uh, the a girl is the only one who survives. Okay. So... Uh, since she's the only survivor, she goes to the aunt because the aunt was, I guess, the next person. (laughs) Yes. There's big ants, big ant through line. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes to her and she goes to live with her. And basically you find out that Allison Williams has this, she works for this toy company, but she has this secret project of Megan where she's trying to develop this little AI robot. Uh Uh-huh. But the company's like, you're wasting our dollars because it's not finished yet. Make us a toy that's cheap so we can make a lot of money. And so she's working on it. The girl is living with her. And then she's like, the girl, of course, is like, "Um, wait, what's that? And it's Megan. She's like, that's what I've been working on. Do you want to help me finish it? And so they finish it. It turns out, oh, they made Megan and she works. And they use the niece as like the kind of like, um, what do you call it? Part of the proposal. So they like uh-huh. show it as like a performance of Megan, like helping the little girl and doing all this. And so it becomes this thing where she's like, oh, like, you know, this is Megan. She is like basically going to be like raising your children. So parents basically don't have to. It's like, <laughs> and so like, obviously the people who are working on it with her are like, that's kind of not what we were wanting it to be. It should be just like a <laughs> companion. But, um, you know, she's like the, the rich aunt who doesn't have any kids. And so she's not thinking about that aspect of it. Right. So. Evil rich aunt. <laughs> so she does, the aunt has a neighbor who has this crazy like dog who likes to bite a lot. And there's like one day where the girl's playing outside with Megan. She, the toy goes over by a hole in the fence. The girl goes to get the toy. She gets bit by the dog. Megan goes into like protective mode because she's supposed to protect the girl and goes to get the toy too. Or, and the dog bites Megan. You see sparks and it's near like the head where like the brain of the thing is. And so you're like, uh oh, something's gonna go wrong with Megan now. <laughs> And so the dog is like, whatever, whatever, Megan gets away. And the aunt is like, you know, like, get your fucking dog back away from us, whatever, whatever. And so next, uh, then you see that night, Megan, instead of like powering off and going to sleep, she's at the window staring outside the fence. And you're like, what's she doing? So she goes outside and she like lures the dog over with treats and the dog comes over and then it's like inference that the dog dies by Megan. Which is like a weird first death to do. Yeah, I felt I like say, it. I don't really don't think I like that very much. <laughs> no, it was, I would say it was like immediately almost alienating because I was like, okay, yeah, the dog is crazy, but <laughs> I don't think we need to kill it. Yeah, but it's like you know whatever. So we move on. The next morning, the neighbor is like looking for the dog, looking for the dog. And then you see the police come later and she's like, I know you killed my dog. And she's like, I didn't kill your dog. And clearly, you know, Megan did. And so, you know, fast forward to the story, the Megan, like uh, proposals and everything are going really well. The like shows that they're doing, people are liking it. But Megan's going a little bit crazy. And people who are like mean to the little girl or anything end up getting hurt or dead. And... It's like becoming apparent to the people around her, like maybe Megan is not so good. And uh-huh. then they are like getting ready for the big presentation. And basically what happens is Megan kind of goes a little bit AWOL. Uh, she is kind of not following commands. She's looking at Allison, like Allison Williams character, like, oh, you're not protecting her. I'm protecting Uh her, so you need to go. You need to be killed now. (laughs) And so she starts turning on everyone, and (laughs) it's really bad. And she starts, this is like where like the dance sequence comes in that got really memeified and all Uh, that stuff. That's why this was a um, a gay icon or something. (laughs) Yeah, it was like so, 
silly and ridiculous and like she was dancing and <laughs> yeah it was very funny okay. though uh-huh, uh-huh. um and so basically they have this whole like interaction it's all like fight sequence where people are trying to like rescue the little girl and allison williams from megan megan of course kills some people and <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course and then basically what happens is they like somehow like pull like the silicone like the skin off of the robot and so like uh-huh. the quote-unquote brain is exposed and then they basically a tooth market <laughs> <laughs> exactly a big dog tooth <laughs> and then basically what happens is the it's about to kill Alice Williams but then the, the last minute I want to say it's the little girl like stabs it through the brain and it <laughs> dies and they're like oh I can't believe that all happened to us. And ants being saved by their nieces. <laughs> I, I know. That's a common theme, apparently. Wow. Is that it? Wait, was there more? That was kind of the end of it, sort of. Plot twist. She <laughs> has the aunt, because she worked like an AI and all that, she had her own version of like a Amazon Echo or like an Alexa. Uh-huh. And so they like, they go to like, leave the house they're like all right you know what we're just gonna spend time together away from technology and we're gonna like bond since i'm raising Uh you now so they leave the house and then you see when they close the door that the little amazon echo thing like lights up and (laughs) it's like inferenced that megan is now part of the amazon echo so ah. Megan was not killed because she was when she was going she to sleep went into the machine. Yes, because <laughs> like when she would like go to sleep or and they would connect her to like do updates and stuff like that. She was connected to like cyberspace. So gotcha. Megan is in the system now. <laughs> I am more interested in seeing that one, especially because mm-hmm. Alice was like, but it's cute. It wasn't scary at all. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's not super scary. It's very, thri- it's like a thriller almost. Uh-huh. But because it has like the violence and like, you know, the killing, I would say it definitely has more of a horror like feel to it than a yeah. just a plain thriller. It kind of sounds like a cross between like um, The Good Son or something and that Franklin Rich movie that we were just recommending oh, uh, recently. Oh, The Artifice Girl. The Artifice Girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I kept thinking of that when you were telling me. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like, you know, rogue oh, AI. Not evil in that. <laughs> no. But, you know, AI movies are like kind of top of mind right now. And yeah. especially rogue AI movies. So I would say it was definitely enjoyable. It was funny at some points. It was like a little bit like heart racing at some points. <laughs> so I would say it's definitely worth a watch. On my yeah. one through four, it was number two. Oh, good. Random defensive AI, I will say. Mm-hmm. My editing that I've had to be doing lately, you know, I do photography and yes. this podcast. I have found that the advancements in AI have made editing so much easier. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say I am like. A little apprehensive with AI but as long as it doesn't have free reign to like just do whatever it wants like I <laughs> feel especially scared of like the learning AIs where they're like here's all of social media and everything about humans learn everything you can it's like no <laughs> please don't learn about me <laughs> I just want an AI that can control the air traffic of the Mm. flying autonomous vehicles that i need to be invented within my lifetime (laughs) yes 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 Uh, we need to go to full autonomy autonomous vehicles and have an ai AI control it (laughs) (laughs) just let them plan out the paths and everything so that no accidents happen and then hey it doesn't need a personality for that (laughs) no we can get across the country in you know who knows 20 minutes (laughs) oh my god one day geniuses (laughs) geniuses <laughs> out there please <laughs> get working and not evil geniuses please get off of social media make a <laughs> yes no more no more social media inventions please Next movie was Smile, for real this time. Okay. I remember seeing the commercials for that one. Yes. Very creepy, 
smiles. <laughs> yes, they had like that viral marketing campaign where they had people go to like baseball games and Good Morning America and stuff like that. And they were like in the crowds and they would just sit there and smile with t-shirts that said smile very creepily. <laughs> and people were, and it was like very unannounced. Like people didn't know what was going on. Like what's happening? <sighs> That's weird. Yes. <laughs> this one was released September 30th of 2022. So still fairly new, but you've had time to watch it. <laughs> it was written and directed by Parker Finn. And cast list was uh, Sosie Bacon as Rose Cotter, daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick. Okay. Kyle Gallner so as Joel. Yeah. She was really good in this. I was really shocked. So far, I don't think I've heard of any of these people. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> have you watched the boys no okay never mind this next guy was in the boys <laughs> okay. well, i've just become less i mean to be fair i've become way less of a tv watcher in general so <laughs> uh-huh. i think you'll know someone in this movie i think we'll see jesse t usher as trevor robin weigart as dr madeline northcott <laughs> caitlin stacy as laura weaver cal penn as dr morgan desai Heard of him. Yes. i know him <laughs> I like, you'll know that one for sure <laughs> I think that's oh uh, Judy Reyes as Victoria Munoz. She was in Scrubs. If you don't recognize, it. <laughs> um, and that's kind of like our main cast, I would say. Okay. But yeah, basically, this movie starts out with let's see, let's see. I'm trying to think of how to like start out. We start out with Sosie Bacon, who is like this. She's like a doctor of psychiatry, and she deals. She works in a hospital, and she deals a lot with like patients who are admitted for like psychiatric issues, like. They're having like a mental break or episode that is kind of like leads to them being hospitalized in a psychiatric ward and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So you see her like interacting with other patients. She's a good doctor. She really cares about her patient. She's got a lot of heart. <laughs> and then this girl comes in and basically what happens is Sosie goes to like meet with her and like have a consultation, talk with her. And the girl is like terrified of Sosie. And you're like, oh, like, what's going on? She's so scared. And she, like, appeals to her. She's like, you like, you know, calm down. Like, I'm going to hurt you. And so she's like, find out the girl's seeing things that are, that no one else is seeing. And she's like, okay, like, tell me about them. And basically what you find out is she's seeing, like, people that she knows, but it's not the person. So it's like a, some sort of entity, like, wearing their face or whatever. And they're smiling uh-huh. very creepily at her. And they're like <sighs> giving her uh, like a deadline of when she's going to die and all this other crazy stuff. Very The Ring, if you've watched The Ring. <laughs> but and so she's like, okay. She's like not like immediately writing her off. She's sympathizing with her. And it's very much that. And so in the middle of this meeting, she has, she's the like, Patients start screaming. She's like terrified. She's good, like backing away from Sosie. And Sosie's like looking around. There's nothing there. Uh huh. And so she's like, okay. And then uh, she goes to like the phone and calls for like uh, nurses to come and help. Like she needs to be sedated so that she can calm down. And then you like, while she's on the phone, you hear her stop screaming. And it's very eerie, very creepy. And she turns around and the girl is not where she used to be. And then you see there's a broken vase on the floor. And then so she finds the girl who's kind of like almost directly behind her. And the girl is <sighs> creepily smiling at her. Oh. And she's trying to get through to her. She can't. And so basically as she gets closer, the girl you see is holding a piece of the vase. And she like stabs herself in the face. And then Stabs like, herself? Yes. Stabs herself Oof. in the face and like draws a smile <gasps> on her face. It's oh, very disgusting. No. I looked away at this point. <sighs> and... Then right after she falls to the floor, this has been, of course, this has been all the nurses come in to help. Uh, basically, you find <laughs> out she's dead right there. Dead from smiles. Dead from cut and smile. Very disgusting. <laughs> Doesn't seem like that would kill you. Well, it's like not like it's it's like a, very much not like a superficial cut. It's like a, she like goes into her face. And, right. And you, there's like a lot of blood. Uh-huh, so you're thinking, uh-huh. okay, so she bled out. So, like, she did that all in front of Sosie Bacon's character. She's, like, very traumatized. She, like, goes home that day. They're like, you need to go home. Like, that was really traumatizing. There's, like, (laughs) a shot of the girl who died underneath the white cloth. And, like, the blood, of course, because it was, it's in the shape of a smile. Uh Very uh scary. And so (laughs) she's at dinner with, like, her 
boyfriend and her sister and her brother-in-law and her sister's very like she's more like a superficial housewife she they've got a lot of money she's like you know oh you need to leave that like shitty hospital and do private practice so you can make a lot of money like you deserve better whatever and she and like you know she's like i care about these people these people need me this is why i work (laughs) in a hospital and so you can tell she's shaken up she tells her boyfriend that her patient killed themselves but she doesn't give specifics so her boyfriend is like okay like clearly like a bad day happened Uh uh-huh so she tries to go back and she's there at the hospital and she's like in the break room i think making coffee or she's doing something in a room and she looks out the window and there's this person on the sidewalk who's like perfectly still staring up at her and they're like kind of far away so you can't really tell like what their face looks like but it's kind of inferred that they're smiling at her very creepily (laughs) and so she's she's like a little bit shaken up about that she's like what's that and so she's very uneasy on edge and very uneasy the head doctor guy oh no she goes to see the other patient that was admitted at the same time that the girl who killed herself was who she knows she's like seen him before and she goes in the room and She's checking on him, and then, like, when she looks at him, he's, like, very creepily smiling at her, and she's, like, trying to get through to him, but he's still smiling at her, and then he starts talking to her in, like, a crazy voice, and is basically <sighs> telling her, like, how it's going to kill her and do all this stuff to oh, whatever, man. whatever. And so she starts screaming, and she calls for help on the phone for them that a patient has gone, like, is basically having an episode and needs to be sedated, like, emergency. So the nurses rush in, and then when she looks back at the patient after the phone call and the nurse is rushing in, she sees that he's asleep on the bed. And she's like, whoa, like, what? He was just in my face screaming at me. (laughs) And so basically, traumatic event, he's been sedated when he's been asleep, so now he's, like, traumatized by that. And the head doctor guy who's Cal Penn is like, oh, like, you went through something traumatic. I think you should take a week off. You're working, like, crazy hours all the time. You need to have a break because you need to, like, recover. Uh Like, you're a mental health professional. Let's use our knowledge of mental health to (laughs) (laughs) help yourself. Not go crazy. (laughs) Right. So she's like, all right, I'll go home, whatever, whatever. Her boyfriend is always, like, working very late. So she's at home by herself. She's got a cat. I can't remember what the cat's name was, but just keep an eye on that cat. Because it's like (laughs) focusing in on that cat. So she's like hanging out at home. She's drinking some wine to like, you know, relax. She's like on her computer. And then she like looks up and like her kitchen is really dark. And she like is looking in the kitchen and it's so scary. It's like a figure in the kitchen that you can kind of make out with this like bright white smile. It's very scary Uh because it's like a jump scare almost uh-huh oh so scary and so she drops her glass <laughs> and she it breaks everywhere and she's like oh my god like oh i need to like chill out and then her boyfriend comes home and he's like oh my god you broke something are you okay and she's like i'm just like so scared and that was really traumatizing <laughs> and so then uh her sister is having a birthday party for the sosie bacon's nephew and so she's okay. like at first Not she was like nice. huh <laughs> Not, Not her, her niece. niece. It's, this is a nephew, <laughs> but it is an aunt this time. So <laughs> common thread. So she's like, at first, like, I don't know if I can go. I got to work, work, work. And now that she's on leave, she's like, well, I can come. So she buys a toy. She boxes it up, wraps it up. So she goes to the party and she's like there. She's like a little bit like she hasn't gotten good sleep, but she's excited to be there for her nephew. So then they start opening presents. And so he grabs the present that she brought and they're like, oh, like that one's from, you know, your aunt Sosie or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, you know, ooh, something special. Let's see what she got you. So you see like, it's like a close up on the kid's face opening the present. He's excited. So he opens it. And then he like, you see his smile fall. He's like a little like confused and disturbed a little bit um and he like pulls out the present and it's the cat it's dead oh my god it's so and so oh my god it's very like oh my god like shocking uh everyone at the party starts screaming <sighs> the sociopath bacon character starts crying like she's like i don't remember doing that like i didn't kill my cat uh, uh-huh. she's like i don't know and she like you kind of get the feeling that she's like i didn't know where it was 
and so everyone is like obviously disturbed by her she's like almost having like a mental breakdown after realizing Uh that the cat is dead and in the box and so she's like yelling at everyone like you gotta believe me like i didn't do this i didn't do this and so she's like backing away and she falls through a glass coffee table she's all (laughs) cut up and so she goes to the hospital to get bandaged up she goes to the hospital gets bandaged up and her boyfriend picks her up and is like very like Scared to be in the car with her because he's <laughs> obviously been told that she well, probably she just did. killed her cat. Right. <laughs> and so they pull up to the house and she's like, okay, before you get out, I need you to know that I'm not crazy. And I don't, I didn't do it. I don't know how that happened, blah, blah, blah. But I've been seeing things and whatever, whatever. And she's like saying she's not crazy, but then also saying that she's been seeing spirits. Right. And so he doesn't believe her. He's, which is like sh- kind of shocking because he's obviously been with her for a long time it's very much insinuated and like she's a mental health professional so he should have like picked up some of those qualities but i guess not he's basically (laughs) like you're crazy like i'm scared to be around you so whatever whatever right so she keeps seeing the entity it's very scary because it keeps popping up out of nowhere and then it's very creepy smile she's like okay i need to go see my therapist again and so she goes to her (laughs) own therapist who she hasn't been seeing in a long time, which is crazy. Not to use the word crazy, but it's kind of crazy. (laughs) And so basically what happens is she she tells the therapist, like, hey, this is what's been going on. I've been seeing things. I think you should just probably, like, prescribe me this medication because clearly I'm having, like, hallucinations. And, like, the therapist is kind of, like, a little bit shitty and Uh is like "Mm, i don't think we should Um, (laughs) self-diagnose what you're telling like what you're exhibiting to me right now is not like you know that kind of behavior that would acquire that kind of drug Uh and it's like i don't like it's very much like she doesn't say in a way where she's being helpful she's like immediately discounting her account of what's been going on and kind of like saying like no you're fine which makes her smile (laughs) (laughs) and so um She's like, whatever. So she's like, all right, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to rest. And so she goes home and she's resting. And then she gets a phone call and it's the therapist. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Fast uh, rewind. I skipped something. (laughs) So in sometime between her visit with the therapist, she has been like doing research with her friend who is a cop. And she's like, I need you to kind of like, checked this and this and this basically she's trying to find a pattern because we Uh find out the girl who killed herself in front of her saw her professor kill himself in front of him and then he saw someone kill himself so basically it's like a pattern of like they're watching suicide happen and then they end up committing suicide Uh uh-huh and so she's like doing this work with her police friend she's like trying to figure out like what's the pattern what's the pattern they find this one guy (laughs) bury the ring (laughs) Yes, very much, but definitely like a little more jump scary. (laughs) And so they find this one guy who did not commit suicide, but he's in prison because he killed someone else. Uh And so they're like, oh, that's weird. So they go and visit him. She basically is like telling him like, oh, I have a patient who's seeing these things. And you like said you saw them too and you're alive still. So like, what's the deal? And he's kind of being like a little cagey about it. And then it tells them basically he's like okay like the only way to beat it is i had to kill someone in front of someone else so i could quote unquote infect them with the smile Uh demon Uh and so she's like oh my god she's and then like it blurts out like i can't do that i can't kill someone and he's like wait you have it and he's like get away from me i don't like why would you come here when you have it like (laughs) he just freaks out and so she like runs out and basically like she should kill him (laughs) well but then whoever she kills like whoever watches it then gets infected with the smile demon oh someone has to watch it i get you yeah so it's like she should make him well i guess she doesn't want to kill someone though right anyway she's a she's like you know a doctor so she's like she just had like a surgical team on ready like i'm gonna cut my (laughs) i need you guys to be there to fix this (laughs) save my life please so she's like whatever whatever so she gets home and then turns out like her boyfriend is with the therapist and has ambushed her with like a intervention-esque kind of meeting and so she's very much like weird like oh like now you give a shit about me like fuck you both (laughs) 
I tried to get help from both of you and you didn't care. So (laughs) fuck off, basically. And she leaves. And so she ends up coming home later and she gets a phone call from the therapist and the therapist is like, you know, I'm so sorry I didn't. I didn't mean for it to feel like an ambush, even though it was, which is, yeah, whatever. And basically is like, you know, please, can we talk? Like, I want to meet with you. I want to talk to you. I just want you to be, like, okay. And so she's like, you know, like, oh, like, all right, all right, all right, whatever. She's like, I just, she says something along the lines of, like, I just feel, like, unsafe or something. And then, like, there's, like, a pause. And the therapist is like, do you feel unsafe? And it's like a change in the tone. She's like, like, what's going on? Like, why are you being like this way to me? And then it turns out like the therapist on the phone is the smile demon talking to her on the phone. And so she's like, you know, freaking out. And then she's like woken up out of the trance because her phone starts ringing and she has it in her hand. And she's like, wait, I was just on the phone. And so she Uh answers it and it's the therapist. But this time it's like... It's like the actual therapist. And she's like, Uh what? I was just talking to you. How could this be you? (laughs) And so she's like basically losing her mind because the demon starts tricking her. And Uh so, you know, it goes through a couple times, whatever. And then she ends up coming to the conclusion that she's like, all right, I'm going to have to kill that patient that I accidentally called nurses on because I need to get rid of it because I don't want to die. (laughs) <laughs> and so she has this whole sequence where she sneaks like a knife into the hospital. She goes to his room and kills him in front of her boss. And they're like, what are you doing? Oh my God, oh my God. And then it like cuts back to her in her car and she was sleeping in her car. So none of it happened. Huh. And she's like, well, how did that not happen? I like, if she was like, I felt like I was doing it. This is crazy. So she can't do it anymore. And so basically what she does is she's like, I'm, gonna go to my childhood home and i'm going to lock myself in there and she's telling this all to her cop she's like don't come after me like i'm not gonna tell you where i am because i need to confront this Uh and so basically she goes to her childhood home and she's like confronting the smile demon there's like a you know a, a fight between them and then it ends up she ends up like fighting it back and then uh she has like a lantern and like hits it with the lantern it catches on fire the house catches on fire her friend shows up and she's like like no i did it i beat it and he's like oh like i'm you know like you're safe now and then cuts back to the cabin and she wakes up on the floor the cabin's not burned down and none of that has happened because the smile demon has completely tricked her and (laughs) has taken over her mind and is like oh, you thought you could just easily get rid of me. And it's like this nasty, like long limbed (laughs) monster. It's very disgusting Uh -uh. and very scary looking. And it's basically like, oh, like, you know, you can't ever get rid of something like me. (sighs) And it basically like you see it possessing her. And it's very disgusting because it like opens her mouth really long and like Uh crawls inside of her. And basically what you find out is it's an allegory for like inherited trauma because you find out like her mom accidentally overdosed in front of her. So Uh her mom technically killed herself in front of her. So she was ripe for the picking from the smile demon because she's already experienced so much trauma. Gotcha. And so basically she gets possessed by the monster. Her cop friend shows up and she, he walks in and she's like dousing herself in liquid And she turns around, she's got a smile now. And he's like, what are you doing? She lights a match, lights herself on fire, and Uh, kills herself in front of him. And now he's (laughs) infected. And then the movie ends, and that's it. Uh, It's very scary. That one sounds too scary for me. (laughs) It's very jump scare heavy, I will say. So if you don't like jump scares. No, that's my least favorite kind of scares. Yes. Because I am just screaming all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would say that was my number one. Okay, so one, Smile, two, Um, uh, Megan. Evil Dead. Oh, Megan. Three, Three, Evil Dead. Dead. So four four would be the the Meg. Meg. Yes. Well, I was going to say, since we don't really have any more time, And I do kind of want to watch The Meg. Maybe we should just cover The Meg. But if it's number four on your list, maybe we should also like 
watch Jaws or Good some a, other like a companion. shark movie. Yeah, and just like talk about both of them as like yeah. I mean sharks in the summer. What exactly? Perfect. You summer. haven't ever seen Jaws, have you? I have. Oh, you have. But I've not seen Jaws 2, if that's good-ish. We could watch Jaws 3, because that was my <laughs> childhood Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm... Oh, I did recently listen to How Did This Get Made, the Jaws right. 3, 3D, Yeah, they just re-released it. Yeah, so I will say it is a good... Yeah, that's a good companion piece, especially because now Let's I've listened to... Let's do Jaws 3 and The Meg. Perfect. And we'll do it like three weeks from now because we got stuff planned, but yes. or maybe two weeks, whatever. But we'll watch Jaws 3 in the Meg and we will talk about it on a future yes. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. And there's like, I may have gotten a little bit of a timeline mixed up on some of these, but it's fine. <laughs> definitely. I would say they're worth a watch if you like scary movies. Yeah. And they both, they all three kind of sound like good summer horror movies. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Awesome. Well, that was really fun. Thank you, Christian, for sharing your horror movie with me. Horror movies <laughs> with me and us. Of course. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully my babbling made sense. <laughs> it made perfect sense. <laughs> I could picture the whole thing in my head. And I love the theme of ants throughout because I, <laughs> I'm just, you know, with my family being here, I was like reinforced. I'm the ant. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would... Um... I guess survived, I survived. Survived two <laughs> out of the of three. <laughs> I would have been the main character of all three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, give it a watch. All right. All right. Yes. I might watch the Evil Dead one or Megan. Yeah. I would say Megan would probably be the most appealing to you, knowing your yeah. preferences. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. It was fun. Yeah. We'll be back next week. I hope you guys are enjoying our summer of fun <laughs> yes summer of whatever we can manage honestly uh-huh. i've been so tempted to be like let's just like take this month off and not do a podcast but you know i just can't make myself do it because i feel <laughs> like it's such a slippery slope as soon as a podcast stops producing podcasts mm-hmm. they stop you know <laughs> right so i don't yeah. want that to happen to us so we're just gonna keep doing random stuff you know yeah, what we can fit in <laughs> for and, now <laughs> you know we have no issues tying in very, very loosely David Lynch or Jane Austen. Exactly. So. <laughs> you saw we found a connection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh, also, let, if you have watched any of these three or do watch them after the podcast comes out, let us know your thoughts on them and which one was your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Did you also recently watch Pearl? Or I did. It was, uh, oh. I watched it a couple months ago and I loved it. Because I really want to watch that one and like the it. other one. I want to watch both of those. And I think there's a third. So maybe yes. when all three of them come out, we should do the, those as like a trilogy of podcasts. And yeah. then we've also talked about doing Indiana Jones. So <gasps> yes. Speaking of we'll... the new one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because it just came out. So it'd be a perfect time to, you know, at least revisit the first four. Exactly. Especially the second one, because that's my favorite. <laughs> that's the one I just watched. And it was very fun. <laughs> yes, we're having a fairly campy summer. So I think <laughs> very. Jaws 3 and The Meg will be perfect for oh, it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good, like, leisure watch summer. Yes. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging in there with us. And if you have any questions, not questions, any suggestions. <laughs> yes, please let us know. Or questions, you know, we'll do a check-in yeah. eventually. And we'll answer any questions you have. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer is yes, at least for Most me. Most likely, but not the smile crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maya does not want to be that ant. We're the exhausted crazy. No, yeah. Yes. I want to be... Out of all the ants, I want to be the evil dead ant. Yeah, she was the most badass. She was like a little bit punk rock. Like, I wear yeah. a lot of black and I'm different. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not inventing AI. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no. That's too much work for us. Uh, <sighs> all right. Well, that was great. Talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening. Bye. Good night. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Instagram at Menders and Madness Pod 
or you can DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness, or you could email us at Gmail using mannersmadness at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at mannersmadness.com, and it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, mannersmadness.com as well. <laughs> absolutely. Any help is very much appreciated. Very much. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye.